Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. We're going to be chatting about March 6th through the 12th, 2020. Nailed that intro that time. It was the Not best like ever. last week where I couldn't remember what was said. We have so much we could talk about. So much. But I swear, all I want to talk about is cats for half an hour. Man, I keep I already forgot that happened because yeah. this is whirlwind life we live. So this is the most backhanded of compliments, but... It was not the worst movie I ever saw. Well, you've seen some real I've seen trash, some bad ones. though, I mean. But even stuff this year, I have to say, like, it was as bad as uh, Happy Time Murders. Oh, jeez, I forgot that existed. Good Aquaman, Lord. Aquaman, or... I mean, Aquaman at least had Jason Mwamwa, so, yeah. you know, we like him. We like him. One? I didn't like Tomb Raider. I didn't like... I love Robert Rodriguez, but I didn't like that movie oh. he did with James Cameron. Oh. Alita? Alita. I thought that oh, was yeah. a train wreck. It, I, some parts were kind of sort of okay. Like yeah. the action. But other parts I was just like, this is cutesy and kind of weird, but now it's violent somehow. I don't know. So the only thing I would say to the filmmakers behind Cats, if they were like in a room and I was like on the panel, like kind of giving that, you know, like the. That could the, happen at the Behind the mirror judgments <laughs> yeah. where you're like, I'd like it if it was louder. I'd like it if there was more blue in it. It's like, well, it wasn't the worst movie I ever saw. Taylor Swift was pretty good. Well, and I've heard this from a few other people. Like, it was terrible. Don't get me wrong. It was a bad movie. Uh, he's backpedaling. But it was very interesting in that there would be this horrible, strangely erotic cat dance number with, like, pretty poor songs. Like, just it yeah. was just the word cat. Angelical over and over and over I was trying to again. prepare you for that Jellical yeah. song. Like, you can't be prepared. <laughs> they say Jellical perhaps 90 times yeah. in that one song. But then it would stop, and there would be Jennifer Hudson, Oscar winner Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> you have to add Singing that. Memory. And I would say, I would argue, a lot of musicals kind of sound the same, especially Broadway musicals. Mm -hmm. And I would say, take away the terrifying cat <laughs> and just slap Memory into... Wizard of Oz or Little Mermaid. Yeah. And it's a good song. I think it's a good Broadway song. Yeah. And for my audience anyhow, which wasn't packed, but it was like 40 people, I think. And everyone was laughing at it. Like people were, <laughs> were guffawing. People were gasping in confusion. People were oh, talking back to the screen. Lee was talking back to the screen a couple times. What? <laughs> but then every once in a while, like twice out of two hours, there was a song where you could feel the audience switch and go, how curious. This part is good in this terrible movie. <laughs> curious like a cat, some yeah. would say. And Ian McKellen, who's one oh, of our dude. greats. Has in most this, films. This embarrassing role as an old cat guy. He was so befuddled. I was like, does he really not know where he is? Like, is he acting? Like, it seemed like they just woke him up and were yeah. like, come in here. And he's just like, I'm the house elf or whatever he but was. But then he had a couple lines where you were like, wow, he's really acting. Yeah. And it kept my attention for two hours. I never oh, clock true. watched. I was never bored. Mm -hmm. When it ended, I was like, wow. That, like, I never... Sometimes you're in a bad movie, and 10 minutes in, you look at the clock on the wall, and you're like, oh, my God, I yeah. thought it's been an hour already. Yeah. So, you know, still bad. Yeah, a lot of it is the anticipation, I think, too, of yeah. badness to come, because you're like, oh, I know something bad's going to yeah. happen. I can just tell. There's plenty of that. Like, Idris Elba is just... His bad guy doesn't make a lot of sense. No. I didn't understand how he wasn't just disqualified. Like he drugged from, from everyone. being a good guy, cat. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't get how could he win? Like, and this, these aren't spoilers, I don't think, because it doesn't make any oh, sense. Oh, it doesn't matter. But 
but yeah, that and then also the memory, like memory and uh, magical Mister Mistopheles were the only two songs I knew going in. Right. Yeah. And then so like memory, I was like, oh yeah, and she's singing it. But there's a part like. I don't know if she's on an early version of this or whatever, but there's a part where she just, she has like almost like a snot bubble coming down and she's like, it's like her face was melting almost like the, 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 the makeup so bad. See, that's she's weird. like, Memory. and I was like, I can't take this. I wonder if you saw it right away, right? Yeah. I saw it like the second week, I think. So I wonder, did you see version one or version two? Cause everybody uh, yeah. was asking me that. And I don't really know what the difference was, <laughs> yeah, because no, this was still pretty bad. So I don't know what the yeah. hell version one looked like. We ours must have been the touched up one, like yeah, because it had been a few months, I think. But I, I I don't know the difference. I don't know if anyone knows the difference. Like we should have seen the newest one technically, because I think they changed it after like a week. But at the same time, like there was still, I my friend swore he saw the hand, like the infamous not cat hand on uh, Judy Dench. <laughs> right. So, I don't. I didn't really see it. I, I there was too much going on. It was hard to I thought focus they all kind of had hands though i saw fingers I, and stuff yeah i don't really know that's what I, i've heard even like that the fixes didn't fix everything yeah and you couldn't fix everything they should have fixed those cats and that wouldn't have been quite so like I, this... I saw a review that said it was needlessly <laughs> horny i thought oh, that was yeah. such a funny review like for for anything frankly well and right up there with almost grease but grease was a good movie <laughs> yeah. but of a pg movie that has a lot of stuff in it where you're like, eee. Yeah, I thought Jason Derulo was one of the better parts of it, which may not even be saying that he was good, but just that he yeah. had that kind of prince swagger to his character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, well, at least this is different. He's having fun with it. Like him and Taylor Swift are both having fun. I mean, I guess Idris Elba was having fun, possibly. It's sort of hard Why to did he have Nightcrawler powers? I, that wasn't clear either. Because he could show up, grab somebody, and bamf them back to his boat. Right, which he didn't overuse, which is odd, because he, uh, you'd think he would have. And he then just done that from yeah. the beginning of the movie? Why didn't he just... I don't know. That's the thing. When you start thinking of it rationally, like you can't, because no. it just doesn't make any sense. But that's kind of where we were at after the We're like, oh yeah, that was what it was. And then you really start thinking about it. You're like, so wait a minute. It's like... The, how how often do they have this cat thing, and why can the evil cat ever win? I don't really understand that. Uh, so poor Andrew has no opinion on this. I have not seen it. I can't I, even recommend it. I don't know. Like I can't. I know you like bad movies too, but uh, you also treasure your time. So I mean, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, I like don't, at this point, Andrew. <laughs> I don't know if I could sit through the. I'm glad I went, but it was funny. Like leaving the house on whatever last Thursday night, Gwen. It was like I was going to war. Like, <laughs> I, I kind of gave this heavy sigh. I was like, well, off to the mines, yeah. you know. <laughs> Gotta <laughs> like, do it. You talked it up for weeks. So, I mean, I you had to go. Yeah. I don't go to a movie hoping it's bad. Right. In general, yeah. Like, I but mean, I've, I've gone to see, you know, the Neil Breen movie, the yeah. last one. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Like, Is that if, with like a big studio movie, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah, I guess that, that's true. Yeah, because it's not like it's like, you know, the devil's honey or something or whatever. Like, When's the last time you saw The Room? Did you see it like 10 years ago? Or did you see... Have you, you must have seen The Room. I feel I've seen it piecemeal. Like, I haven't sat... <laughs> oh, wow, really? I, I don't think I've actually sat and watched The Room from beginning to end. I, I also haven't because I fast-forwarded the sex scenes. So I've seen the whole movie except like I've that. I've seen it. I've just... Yeah, like in, in installments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's... It's you get it. I think that's one of those movies where you're just like, uh huh. I understand. Like it's fine. I feel that way too sometimes. Where whether it be Neil Breen or Surfer Teen confronts Fear or Troll Two, there is a part of me that is like, I don't know. It feels like punching down. You know, yeah. it's like laughing at the people who tried really hard to just make huh. a movie, and it's funny. 
but sometimes you feel that kind of almost bullying yeah. laugh. Which is different when Greg Sestero's here or when the, the dude from Troll 2 is here. There was a lot of love in the room, mm-hmm. you know, like and, and a lot of fun and a lot of smiles. Yeah, because you could say they're, they're nothing without those films. Yeah. No offense, Greg. I'm not saying no. that. But it's like... Or it's like Ed Wood. Like, if Ed Wood had been in a room with Ed Wood fans, mm-hmm. I think he would have appreciated it, you know? Like, Definitely. Because despite what those movies are, there's a lot of imagination and a lot of heart, you right. know? So I do feel that way sometimes, even with Cats, even with a big-budget Cats. The production design looks really good. Like, the backdrop of fake London looks really good. Yeah. And so you're just like, man, everyone tried really hard, and it didn't work. So let's just let's just let him, you know, good effort, everybody. Yeah. Sorry. Apparently, there was a sold-out screening in Toronto. I heard that. With a shadow cast, I heard. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, like, a, uh, like a midnight kind of post- normal release kind of so thing. So they're trying to do it then. They're trying to make yeah, it. Yeah, they're trying to make it the next Rocky Horror, I guess. Well, and if it's sold out, I mean, And it I don't never know. did great. He, well, it did the Sunday night. Like, so the grown-up show yeah. at 6 p.m. did like 70 people. So not okay. bad. That's, yeah. The matinee, which I thought might garner a good senior crowd, mm-hmm. did not. It was like 20 people. Yeah, the word got out from the 9 o'clock show. The night yeah. <laughs> and then the two 9 o'clock shows got 35, 40 people each. So none of them were like two people. That's but, not bad for nine, though, It wasn't I guess. bad. Also, you think about the run, Lola, run, chaosness of life, mm-hmm. is that those nights, there was like an ice storm and a snowstorm. Oh, yeah. So maybe if it had been the weather like it is right now with this like summery winter outside, mm-hmm. maybe it would have got 20 more people. You know, it, it, it's so tough to say. <laughs> yeah, but... why can't the film society play cats? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you imagine yeah. how that would go. <laughs> like we've got our, you know, upper crust British type film and cats. Yeah, I would love if somebody made a documentary about this movie yeah because it's just i can't think of the last time there was a you know there's bad movies all the time but usually if it's a bad movie you're like oh it's it's a action film Mm -hmm. but when it's a movie that i think a lot of the people involved and you know you look at the variety ads or whatever like they were pushing for this for a best picture nomination or especially the score it was released like at that time yeah And it did not, you know. <laughs> it, it got it got one Oscar nomination, possibly two. I no, no, remember. no, it got none. It got none. Oh, it I got a Golden the, Globe. Oh, the, yeah, that's right. The Taylor Swift one didn't get nominated. Because isn't that weird thing too with musicals where you can only get a best original song? Right. So that's why every time there's a remake of Cats or Aladdin or Chicago, <laughs> they slap in an original song or two just in hopes oh of God. getting an Oscar nomination. I wonder what the Aladdin one was. I don't even know. I, I didn't see Aladdin. So. You still haven't seen a friend like me. You're like, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay, <laughs> this is getting weird. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It didn't catch on here. I don't think there's any thoughts of us doing, and especially it's two hours long. I don't want to do midnight shows of it, you know? No. Well, could you, you'd have to work it, most I likely. I don't want to work that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I don't think that it will, in the long run garner the love that rocky and rocky horror actually has good songs yeah definitely so that's the big difference and the room actually is a worst movie of all time so it's it's cats is kind of right in that in between mm-hmm. not the worst movie of all time not good songs yeah so it's just kind of like yeah that's it and rocky horror has had like 50 years you know to, yeah. to pave that i think too. the culture just moves too fast for like a cult movie to build up these days you know well even like we showed what was kind of technically Troll 3. Right. Nothing happened. Like, nobody cared. Yeah. Like, that, that, and that's, that was tough. That was kind of a weird one. It wasn't super obvious. Yeah. And then, like, if you see the trailer, it was. But then you just... It's it's not the same people who made it. And it's not a sequel, but it sort of is. Yeah, it was Like, confusing. I get that that one was a little odd. But, yeah, it's, it's And Surfer, weird. which I 
kind of loved. Yeah. It did, I believe it did really well one night. Yeah. And our encore screening was super nothing. Like, yeah. Like for real five people. So that showed that everybody who wanted to see it kind of saw it that one night. Like mm-hmm. 75 people, 80 people went to see it that yeah. one night. And that was it. And there was like, yep, no more. Wasn't that leading into the room too? That that second that screen? It might have been, yeah. I thought there was one screening that was like, I think the same night as the room. And I thought for sure that one would be busy. Yeah. And then I think it was like sparse. Well, I think too now, like with, I don't know, it, it's tough now. I think people, you know, Sharknado, they know they're making Sharknado. Right. Neil Breen doesn't know he's making Neil Breen movies. I think he's tuning that out. So it's that too, where like Ed Wood, all those old great monster movies, they were just making them. Yeah. And so that's kind of their charm. But now it's, even with cats, like I'm very curious if like on day 30, were they like, uh-oh, <laughs> you know, there had like, to be tip offs because I mean, it was like that with Dr. Doolittle stuff was coming oh out God, from the yeah. set where they were just reshooting stuff. Stuff didn't make sense. Rewriting the script. If there was a script on right. the spot. And it, so with stuff like that. And, and that was one where, you know, you could see even the trailer. I remember I saw it before Star Wars or something. And I was like, uh, OK, <laughs> I'm curious. Do you think Dr. Doolittle was a bigger flop than Cats? Because Cats, I think mm. its budget was. It's so crazy to say reasonable, but I think Cats was like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I bet you Doctor Doolittle was like two hundred million dollars. I think it was, and, and and it wasn't originally. It was just they had to reshoot because like the whole ending sequence was not in the script. Like they just right. they added like a CGI dragon who had a bagpipe in his ass, so they had to get out. And I'm not uh, making that times. up. It was it was hilarious in, in quotes. In cats, <laughs> I wish. Yeah. See, that would have been a good film. But uh, no, like I think you're right. I, that Doolittle probably was a much bigger flop because that I, I feel like that disappeared in week two almost. And you think Robert Downey Jr., who has had such a great run. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, money-wise, he probably did very well. I so mean, yeah, he's fine. The money run is great. He's clearly fine forever. But you just think on the heels of, I think, such a, you know, besides for money, just such a great role as Iron Man, such a great conclusion of the character, such mm-hmm. a great run. He could have followed it up with, well, a good example is... I was about to call him Chris Pine. I get all the Chris's mixed mm. up because they're all so handsome. He's great, too. But Chris Evans... I thought followed you were going to say Pratt, too. It's Chris getting Pratt, weird. Yeah. It's getting weird, man. Chris Evans followed up his possible end of Captain America with Knives Out. Mm-hmm. So that's a great follow-up. That's yeah. a great, like, here's me doing something different. Here's me doing a different role. Just like Ryan Johnson, in a way. Exactly, you know? yeah. So... Oh, Robert Downey. What's Robert Downey going to do next? Very curious to see what he does next. Yeah, Following success and yeah. flop. Because I usually judge him based on that third thing. Yeah. Because you know? it's I, I, I'm not going to begrudge a guy taking the big payday, you know, just because it's like, who knows? Is he going to do one of those, two of those, and then he's done or he does smaller roles from then he on? He should do something cool next, like a Knives Out or like mm. a Tarantino movie. Not that that's small, but something right. not humongous like a bit humbler yeah not a cgi extravaganza yeah we and need ensemble. another due date or something come on so, yeah. so give us the good chaplain oh too due date i've heard about <laughs> yeah, that exactly. too. nobody remembers that yeah so and what's funny is like he produced doolittle as well oh, yeah so i mean i don't know if the thought was like i'm gonna be in this this could be huge and then the payday is gonna be crazy and then we'll make sequels or just what? Like, because it, it sounds like I never understand things like this where the, the the script's not even locked in. What? Like, oh, I don't. And also the director. I can't remember who the director was, but I don't think he had done something of this scope or with a lot of visual effects before. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's just so odd. Like, what did you think would happen that you're just like, I will figure it out in post, you know? Like, and you hear stuff about people getting. What did I just. I just listened to somebody talking about some kind of famous flop of a movie. And they were like, yeah, we got there and there was no script and there was script writers. <laughs> on set over in the corner yeah just typing out pages 
and being handed pages. <laughs> and it's just like, really? You're not just going to go, eh, let's wait another two weeks. Let's yeah. give these people two weeks to finish the script. No, just yeah. got to go. shoot it in two parts and then cut it together or something. Come on. I think there's famous movies out there where it's like, they didn't know the ending. They were just working towards that ending. And usually movies kind of shoot out of order. But they were just like, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> we got this. We got yeah. this. And sometimes, yeah, there are ones where it works, clearly. You yeah. know, and even like the original Star Wars, I think they were scrambling like crazy with the script. And oh, yeah. well, and obviously with the effects and all the sand getting and everything. But still. Yeah. And that's just weird. It's so weird when you see like the old footage of that, of, of them shooting Star Wars without the sound, without the voices. And they oh, just yeah. look so depressed. And it looks like complete garbage. And you're just like. You see baby George on set. <laughs> And oh, oh man, th- this guy was going through it. You see him and he's just like surrounded by people who don't respect him because he's like the punk kid. Yeah. Surrounded by all these highbrow British actors who aren't happy because they're doing this B movie. Mm-hmm. The studio's mad at yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Every- all the locals who don't speak the language as well. You yeah. Know. And you could just see him that he's like, this is it. Yeah, yeah. Same <laughs> like, with Spielberg on the set of Jaws. You oh, just, yeah. It's just, it's so funny to see stuff like that because it just, there's, for every one or two of those guys, there's like a hundred other people who you don't remember. I love to contemplate, even though it would mean we wouldn't have gotten Indiana Jones and THX and Lucasfilm and Jurassic Park, etc. I love to imagine the world where Jaws and Star Wars flopped yeah or even if they didn't flop if they just did kind of okay yeah yeah because they were kind of low budget and then spielberg went back to doing sugarland express and dual type movies and lucas went back to doing american graffiti and thx type movies mm-hmm. how different the universe would be for pop culture yeah yeah and that could have happened you maybe, know maybe hook would have been better yeah we would have gotten <laughs> hook yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's, who's to say or bfg your favorite oh bfg <laughs> oh that was so bad every so often i have to bring bfg up. Oh, that movie made me sad <laughs> it's, it's like a, a recurring thing bfg polar express yeah welcome to marwin or whatever i don't know bfg was probably as bad as cats maybe worse bfg was bad and that made me sad because it's from spielberg who's you know in the good old days did all kinds of stuff i loved yeah yeah and even now he's still doing things you know i almost mentioned this on a previous podcast and then i forgot because of how fast things happen on this podcast but whatever happened to that robopocalypse movie he was making oh yeah i remember filming in montreal like a 200 million dollar movie in montreal and it never came out that's weird yeah, and it just, no Did one's talking about it. Did they just get to, like, the pre-production phase and then go, Possibly. Uh, we're not going to do it anymore. Or he's just like, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm done with you. And then they're like, we're replacing him with no one. Go I'm gonna home. Go, I'm going to go do West Side Story. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, it's called Robopocalypse. You know that's going to be good. Yeah, it's weird. Maybe after, I mean, I don't think that Ready Player One was a disaster. Yeah. But maybe that it wasn't amazing. Maybe that kind yeah. of turned him a bit and went like, eh, I'm going to try something else. I kind of forgot he even did that, to be honest with you. But <laughs> that's, but I think that you might have some merit with that because the budget on that was probably somewhat similar, maybe a little less. Than... And that had its fun moments, and I liked some of it. But at the yeah. end, I just kind of went, ah, eh, that was a movie. Yeah, yeah. But then when the Steven Spielberg comes up on screen, you're like, oh, no, I, I should. this should be Indiana Jones. This should <laughs> yeah, be yeah. Jaws. This should be Jurassic Park. 60s Batmobile. You know, like, okay, yeah. okay <laughs> all right. Maybe you got me here, but... So maybe that, maybe he was like, eh, I don't want to do another giant robot movie. I, I don't know how old he is now, but I mean, I get it. Like if I were, if I could do whatever I wanted with whatever budget I wanted yeah. and I'm getting up there and I've made so many classics, might be like, well, maybe I'm not doing the $200 million movie in Montreal. And I haven't heard a hundred percent confirmation on this, but if he is not doing the next Indiana Jones. Yeah. It was kind of trending towards that not happening. Andrew said it, so I believe it, but 
Andrew would never lie. <laughs> oh, it's no, true. I, James Mangold, Mangold, I think, yeah, yeah. is directing We love it. that guy, yeah. though. So that's, that's okay. A lot of people were actually more excited when Mangold took it. Like, not to say anything bad about Spielberg, but just in terms of, like, younger, like, hungrier filmmaker, maybe, as yeah, opposed to... Like, exactly. I, I sound like I'm ripping on Spielberg. I'm like, not. Yeah, it's like, no ill will towards Steve. <laughs> yeah. But James Mangold directed... Logan and 310 to Yuma yeah. and Walk the Line and Ford versus Ferrari. He's and at not a, Hook. And so, not Hook. I mean, He's had a very good run lately. Yeah. But it makes me think at that point, do you just, do you go Star Trek and recast it? Or do you do one yeah. more with, like Harrison Ford wants to do it, has wanted to do it for like 10 years, I think. Right. But yeah, you would think maybe at that point it's a good time to be like, yep, start over. God, when was the last one? Like 2005 or something? Was it? I was, my it was a long time ago. Yeah, my brain was saying 2008, but I have no concept. Yeah, 2008, 2009, maybe. Like, I, I didn't even see it because I just heard such... I usually don't. I'm not like, oh, well, people said it was bad, but I, I don't know anyone who liked it. Well, even though that character is, unlike Batman, is kind of a character stuck with a timeline, stuck with a life. Right. There's still gaps in there where you could still do another three, four movies yeah. with a younger person. Yeah, like you could do post Young Indiana Jones, pre Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, or even in between there, like in between Raiders and Last Crusade, I think there's a number of years. Yeah. Hmm. And even in between Last Crusade and Crystal Skull, I think there's a number of years. So you, you can yeah. slap stuff into the timeline there and still have another couple of adventures with yeah. one of the handsome Chris's playing and Indiana I don't, Jones. I don't remember, like, I don't know what the timeline is between the end of Young Indiana Jones and the start of Temple of Doom. Like, I don't know how much... What it is must it? be like 20 years or something, right? You'd think. Yeah. I, I don't know how Young Indiana Jones ended. And even <laughs> so. at that point, Disney could just step up right now and be like... Meh, doesn't count. Yeah, well, it's not, it's not a bad way to do it. And then just Disney Plus, Young Indie or I something. I wish they would. I haven't seen some of those, and there's like some really neat people behind that, like mm-hmm. Terry Jones, or there's an episode with Anthony Daniels, or Carrie Fisher wrote one of them. Yeah. And there's some neat people behind the scenes and in front of the camera for that show. And then Young River Phoenix played Young Indie. And not, I don't know if he did on the show, no, but just in the, the movie, in the yeah. movie yeah. which is a pretty cool little like shout out yeah. there. Okay, we're going to run out of time. Let's talk Sorry. about... <laughs> We've talked about cats so much. Hey, you brought it up. I know. I, just, I could go for another hour on cats. It's true. March 6th through the 12th. Guess what's back for its oh 16th boy. week? I really hope it's cats. <laughs> no, cats back for its 16th week. Oh, man. Parasite back for its 16th, fourth month, and likely final week. And how much of this is because you really wanted the four-month thing? It's a lot because I really <laughs> wanted the four-month thing. We've been talking about it for like <laughs> a couple of months now. And we're like, well. it, it did okay last week. The weekend screening especially did well with its matinee and evening show on the same day. Oh, right. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Did very well that day. But then the other shows did okay. But it's got two more screenings, a matinee and a late night show. So if you haven't somehow seen it yet, yeah. you got one more chance. I, I always feel every week, Lee's like, Josh, are, Please. We, are we doing this? Like, Yeah, really? 20 weeks in, like nobody's coming. I'm like, no, let's no. go for 24. Honestly. We're never going to have this again. I don't think we're ever going to have this again. Four you months. You say that. I don't know. Somehow You'll find a way somehow. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, come see Parasite for the last time. For the last time? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Back for a lowly second week Boo. is the highbrow drama Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Mm. Then another kind of highbrow drama, we have Ordinary Love. Oh yeah, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson and Leslie Manville. And From that's Phantom Thread. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. so good in Phantom Thread. Mm-hmm. So this is basically Phantom Thread 2 is what you're saying? Yeah. It's like Phantom Thread about a lovely couple dealing with cancer. Oh, so instead of poisoning one yeah. another, <laughs> it's cancer. It's one of those like charming, depressing middle age movies. Hmm. 
those are sad, but great for us. Those will do great for <laughs> yeah, us, I, I swear. That's our Fast and Furious. Oh, <laughs> this is just that same plot of that one with uh, Third Rock from the Sun. God, why can't, I can't think of his name now. Pet Cemetery. You know the guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah John but, Lithgow. Yeah, yeah, but that one with, God, Helen Mirren, was it? I can't remember. There was one with John Lithgow. There was one with Julianne Moore where she had oh, yeah. Alzheimer's. Oh, man. Not to make light of it, but these depressing movies are gold for us. <laughs> People yeah, like yeah. the depressing. Yeah, so come on out to this. Come out to this. <laughs> it's Yay. great. Then we have the Ottawa premiere of The Lodge, which I think oh. a lot of people are... This happens anytime there's a big movie. You know, yeah. it's it's this year's Get Out, whatever. A lot of people are saying this is the new Hereditary, yeah. like a family horror drama. It's from the directors of a movie we screened a couple years ago called Goodnight Mummy. Oh, yeah. That was I, forgot, I love that. really good. Yeah, like it's divisive for some people, but I personally, I loved it. Like I really loved it. And so this is from those directors. It's supposed to be excellent. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm very, very excited for this. Then we have Once We're Brothers, Robbie Robertson oh. and the band. Man, this is a good week. I don't think we were able to book it. Unfortunately, it doesn't have a Canadian distributor. Mm-hmm. But there were thoughts of, you know, on Saturday night before playing yeah. The Last Waltz. It's available, but in the UK, and it costs a fortune. So unfortunately, it's kind of just in limbo at the moment. Yeah. But just having overheard the trailer a couple times, I was like, oh, man, that music's good. So this is a... Last Waltz is a concert movie. If I remember correctly, there's not a ton of interviewer behind the scenes it's it's this legendary show yeah so this is kind of a good companion piece of that actually produced by martin scorsese it's just about one of the greatest bands of all time who like many greatest bands of all time exploded yeah yeah (laughs) the band yeah i mean so yeah watch last waltz at home then come here or come here then go home and watch it you know do what you gotta do and finally this week of march 6th through the 12th we have the gentleman from Guy Ritchie. Oh, man. Which I didn't even notice at first. And then people were, there was a hubbub online and someone yeah. was like, oh, Guy Ritchie, this is great. And I was like, what? Guy, what? But speaking of Aladdin, <laughs> that means he had, I believe in the same month or at least very close, yeah. Aladdin and the Gentleman. Weird. I I also can't remember that he did Aladdin. Like what a weird gig for him. His filmography is bizarre to the like the last one I remember like this was it wasn't called was it called Revolver? Is that, I can't remember. Oh, because there was that one that was like kind of crimey. That was that was like uh, years ago. Oh yeah, like a long time ago. Has he had like a crime type movie since then though? Because he was doing Sherlock Holmes. He was doing Aladdin. Rock and Roller might have been the last one. Oh, you know what? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of Rock too. And Rock and Roller. Yeah, because I watched that. Which he wanted to do a sequel to. It, was, it ended with like he'll be back and. Rock and Rolla, Rock and Rolla Two, or whatever. Oh, man. Like, that's whatever, always asking for when, it. Whenever <laughs> they do that, it's like, no, you're jinxing. You're jinxing yeah, your chances. Skeletor will return. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I remember when Skeletor was going to yeah, return. Yeah, you know, he returned the only, in the end credits. The only time that's worked is in James Bond, I guess. Or Superman. Superman did it. I yeah. think at the end of Superman One, they were like, Superman will be back. Oh man, Remo Williams is another good one with that. I'm pretty sure there's one of those at the end. Where it's like Remo Williams will return. Or McBain. Yeah, yeah. yeah McBain yeah. will be back. Oh, God. I love, those are actually better than when they do come back, I feel like. But yeah. That's just me. He'll do these little crime movies mm-hmm. like Lockstock or Snatch. And then he'll do Sherlock Holmes or A Man from Uncle. And oh, a yeah. lot of times the bigger ones don't seem to hit. No. So he'll kind of go back and forth. But this worked really well for him because I don't think many people went to Aladdin going, ooh, the new Guy Ritchie picture. <laughs> but all that matters is the box office, yeah. the Hollywood. So now he, for the rest of his career, gets to go, I directed a movie that made a billion dollars. Yeah, even the first Sherlock Holmes did obviously well enough to get a second one. Yeah, that might be something on Robert Downey Jr.'s 
upcoming filmography is i heard oh, something about one? a part three for that you got to do the trilogy but by, by, yeah. you know i mean i i didn't see either of them but i can imagine they were, they were enjoyable like you know what you're getting into but yeah so that's a weird i like it when directors do that where it's like aladdin a g-rated family film yeah and then the gentleman which is 14a here but i think in the states was full r or whatever yeah i'm interested to see how much because i mean snatch and uh, lockstock especially but like both of those are fairly violent i mean they're comedies sort of but violent yeah. and a lot of swearing and stuff so i don't know if he's if there's gonna be more yeah. toned down at all i don't think so i think it's like you know swearing it looks like uh, and stuff. kind of a typical guy Ritchie gangster romp. yeah like i haven't seen the trailer but i get it i assume i, I love that hugh grant's in it though how awesome yeah is apparently that? he's really good in it and too. i think he's playing he's so it's good. so funny but on the heels of paddington 2 of all things oh yeah which apparently is really good yeah, very yeah, good that's another Josh good keeps one. raving about i've only specifically seen the first, hugh grant i've only seen movie. the first one but apparently... i didn't to be honest i didn't love the movie overall mm. it was a good movie but hugh grant plays the bad guy and i think of all movies that might have turned his career his yeah. like middle age plus career of maybe now he'll get to play more things than the bumbling romantic lead God, I love because supposedly that. in gentlemen it's like nothing he's ever done before so that's kind of cool mm. that he's getting something brand new well now i don't know what to think if it's like nothing he's done before but he's the bad guy it's yeah. nothing like paddington which makes you there's no like, bear so how bad <laughs> there's no bear yeah, in like, this one that's what it's like he's just like he is in paddington but there's no bear like, okay. i think he's more of like a drug czar versus a bear hunter <sighs> I'm not going to watch the trailer still because I yeah. really now do want to see this. But is it playing the same night as The Lodge? Because that would be very convenient for me. No, it's going back and forth because they're both like late shows. So. All right. So I'll have to come here twice. But you can come on. You can come and see it with one of the grown up movies we're playing. Mm, that's true. <laughs> oh, is, yeah. that, is that cancer one playing the same night? Because uh, yeah, that, you, you, you could do that. It's like uh, Liam Neeson has cancer and Hugh Grant's a badass. <laughs> cancer wife. Yeah, yeah, this is good. I'm here for the cancer Hugh Grant double bill. There's probably a Hallmark TV movie just called Cancer Wife. Cancer yeah, Wife. There probably is. Cancer like, Spouse. I, I prefer the Hallmark ones where it's like cancer at 17 or something. Yeah. Like, like, wait, is it threatening or is it sad? I <laughs> the can't boy she tell. met online. Yeah, with cancer. Like, I don't know. Who am I rooting for? In a bubble. Okay, let's wrap this up. Be sure to go visit our friends at House of Target across the street. As per usual of late, I'm going to go. I'm going to go and get. My, you don't know what you're doing. Anymore. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to go and get my half price pierogies after this. You can tell you haven't eaten yet. Yeah, you're starving. Like, I haven't eaten for days yet. to <laughs> have room for those pierogies. Not since last Wednesday. We can be found online at MayfairTheater.ca. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Mm. Join us again next week where we will be talking about Cat Some More and uh, other upcoming good movies that we're actually showing. Yay! Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. So does Hugh Grant kill Paddington at the end of the movie? Or? Yeah, yeah. Eats him. <laughs> yeah, they can't have a third one. He shot Paddington. A battle fought in the stars now comes to Earth. Police! How many move? I'm going to need some backup. A battle for the power. Me for your to be masters of the universe, Dolph Lundgren is He-Man. Frank Langella is Skeletor. Let this be our final battle! Masters of the Universe, rated PG. Now playing at a theater near you.